but the list is so critically important. I mean, they say data is the new gold, right? If you think about it, um, the list is the most important part. I've heard up to 50% of all marketing just comes down to your list. So you have to start with a good list. What's up, everybody? My name's Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. All right. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren, here with my brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, E? My brother. So good to see you. Has been a minute. What you been up to, man? Whole bunch of stuff, man. I know you were golfing the other day. So I mean, Yeah, no, that was that good. I, I got out golfing. I'm a little more casual today because I was working on some other like back-end stuff. So yeah, I didn't, we can I didn't never we can never match. It's like when you're casual, I'm not. And when you are, I'm not. Yeah, I've I've got the I've got the joggers on today, just just yeah. getting stuff done and staying cozy in the office. But uh that's nice. Yeah, had to take yeah. care of some stuff earlier, but but we're good now. So yeah, man, things are good. Florida House has been going good. I've been actively looking for another one down there and just mm. talking to Chris Ledwidge the other night. If you guys haven't listened to that episode yet, make sure you check that out and just yeah. working through some of their different funding programs to see what's going to make the most sense. And um, yeah, man, I'm excited. And then we got yeah. the, uh, got the event coming up in like a month, a month from tomorrow, which is wow. crazy. Yeah. And my little guy right turns the six tomorrow. So oh, wow. we've got a, got a big day tomorrow day. for the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's amazing, man. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's crazy to think that the event is right around the corner. So I'm super excited. I hope that all of our people have been able to get their tickets. I know a lot of people, I've been talking to a lot of people. A lot of people are excited also to hang out in Nashville after the fact and go to the CMAs. So it just looks like it's going to be just a great week all around. But I am super excited for our, our guest today. And I have already my notebook ready because I feel like it's going to be an episode. It's going to be quite quite packed with info, especially for our listeners are more on the growth mindset of like really growing a property management company, really growing at like a large portfolio. I think this episode is going to be absolutely packed with goodies. So I'm, yeah. I'm super excited. We had this guest on as a, as a speaker for our mastermind group, maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that. And uh, it was the amount of DMS and messages I got from, from our members were like, dude, that was unbelievable. And uh, I know a lot of them reached out to him. So Without further ado, today we've got on the show Mr. Brooke Fouts from Vintory. And rather than me going through and reading his incredibly amazing bio, I just want to bring him up here and have have him walk you through his journey because he's done some crazy stuff at a super high level and he's extremely experienced in the short-term rental space. And what he's doing now, I have not seen anybody else do. So Brooke, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, Mike, uh, E, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Uh, this is uh, it's been a long time coming. And yeah, thanks for having me on that mastermind a couple of weeks ago. The response was just unbelievable. My, my, my sales team literally reached out to me and their, their quote was, Brooke, I don't know what the hell you did, but keep doing it. Because uh, our, our demos were just like blowing up like crazy. And, uh, and we, yeah, we, we have a whole team coming down. Our entire leadership team is coming down to the conference in Nashville. We're super excited. We're actually doing a full one-day event uh, in advance of it with our uh, our leadership team, kind of an off-site, uh, and then going roll right into yours, and then roll right into the CMAs. 
Uh, so I'm, I'm incredibly excited. I actually had the family coming down Wednesday through Friday afterwards to hang out in Nashville. Nice. So incredibly excited. Yeah, nice. Exactly. Take, take right. notes, everybody. That's, that's yeah. the, that's the way to do it. Go have fun at the conference, then bring the fam down, hang out, see some good music. It's the trifecta, right? You got, you got the lead offsite leadership retreat. You then go right into your conference and then you have some fun at CMA Fest. So you, you, what, what can, uh, what can top that? Yeah, I love it. I love it. So for, for the listeners, Brooke, why don't you walk us back to kind of the beginning of, of how you got into this business and where that's taken you over the last, what, 15, 20 years at this point? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, how much time do we have here? But I'll, I'll try to give the abridged uh, version. Like everybody, you know, I just kind of randomly stumbled into it. I was actually in mortgage banking before uh, started a mortgage company in my, my early 20s, built that pretty fast ended up somehow getting into and starting a short-term vacation company in 2007 in uh, Ocean City, Maryland. So I live in Baltimore. So every Monday I drive down Ocean City and I would just talk to anybody that was stupid enough to listen to me. The, the running joke was I couldn't get anybody to, to talk to me. So I had to set up shop at Roos Chris Steakhouse and just invite people to, you know, like a glass of wine or a good dinner or a good lunch. And that was the only people, the only way I could kind of bribe people to come meet with me and kind of tell them about my vision of, building a different type of vacational company. And, and really that's what it comes down to. It's like, you have to differentiate. You got to do something different. If you're doing exactly what everybody else is doing, it's not going to work. So we tried to build something that was very unique, something that wasn't done at the time. Luckily it was pretty low hanging fruit uh, in ocean city back in 2007. So it wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't that challenging because everything obviously in this business is pretty challenging. Uh, but we were just taking some kind of some common concepts now today, today uh, goes and, and implement them back then. Uh, and it worked. And we, you know, we struggled in the early days, you know, getting those first couple properties are the hardest. It's kind of hard to get somebody to trust them to you know, list your property with with you when you only have like one or two or three properties. But once you start getting a little bit of momentum and it just it becomes that flywheel effect. And I think the first year we had like 18 properties, then we had like 36 and then it just started like catapulting. Uh, and just went into this like hyperloop uh, like stage. And, you know, we ended up growing to 500 properties within five years. And uh, then I, I, I ended up selling that business back in 2013. And I've just you know very, been in various uh, leadership roles within the vacation rental industry, almost all of it exclusively uh, based around inventory acquisition and helping companies grow. And it was one of those things back in, in 2019. Uh, I said, you know, there's such a need for this out there. I'm probably positioned better than anybody on the planet to make this happen. What if we were to start a company that did nothing but help professional vacation rental managers grow their inventory? And really what I wanted to do is I wanted to level the playing field. I wanted to let, let the average like mom and pop shop, let them compete, go head to head, toe to toe against the, you know, these large venture backed companies and give them all the resources that these other companies have, but make it, you know, for the price of less than a part-time assistant in the Philippines, give them all those resources that they need to help them grow. And it's, uh, it's, it's worked. Um, and, you know, fast forward today, you know, so we launched Vintory and, in 2019. And, you know, it's only been about three years, but fast forward to today, we've, you know, we've got over 60 employees on our team. We've got over 200 companies on our platform. Uh, we're adding about 20, you know, per month. Uh, and it's just really resonating really well with uh, kind of with the short-term vacation rental market. Mm, love so it. Good. So yeah. many, so many ways to take this conversation. Did, did you have a, <laughs> we should, probably should have talked about this before. Did you have a plan where we're going? Oh, I, I've got yeah, an idea, but I, I know you like to to throw in little questions here and there, but I think yeah. one thing that I'll, I'll just kind of lead off with is 
what are some of the things that you guys did differently to acquire customers that you're seeing most people are not doing? Yeah. So, uh, well, first off, it was the average vacation role management company in Ocean City back in between 2007, 2013. They would lob out one postcard per year. Like that was their marketing strategy. That was it. You know, so what I did is like I came from the mortgage background We where we were investing heavily in marketing. And I took that same kind of marketing concept and took it into the short term vacation rental industry and it worked. Uh, we did it in what we called like an omni channel approach. So rather than just, you know, lobbing out one postcard uh, a year, we were first off, we were hitting every single week with postcards and we were trying new and unique things. Give you an example, like you know, one of the, the most best uh, returns or response rates of the uh, direct mail we were doing was handwritten letters. So we actually found this company that does these, they have these robots and they literally hold a real pen and they write a handwritten letter. That stupid little handwritten letter got, gets like a five to a 10 X the response rate as a traditional, just a postcard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what we were doing is, you know, with some of the postcards we were sending out, we weren't just sending random plain postcards. So check this out. So in the one community, let me, uh, there's so many different directions I can go here, but we, we had this one community we really wanted to target. It was called Sunset Island. And the, the properties rented really, really well. They had a high ADR. They were relatively new. So it was high guest satisfaction. They always booked first. It was just a great community to own. So we established that as one of the key markets we wanted, the key communities we wanted to target. So I actually hired a photographer to go literally door by door and take a picture of every single house. It was a series of single family houses, townhouses, and then condo buildings. So he took a picture of every single single family, every single townhouse, and then just the general condo buildings. And we're able to do uh, what's called digital dynamic printing. So we sent the postcards out. It was actually a postcard. It was a picture of their house, their property. And we actually got people that would call and complain and yell at us. They're like, how dare you use my house in your marketing, thinking we use their picture for every single, you know, uh, mailer that we're doing. We're like, you know, ma'am, you know, we send that specifically to you. And we have a way to do, you know, kind of said that, that digital dynamic printing where I was able to merge in uh, their actually house. But doing these kind of things, you know, that just uh, on the direct mail side, you know, things that were a little bit unique and again, constantly doing it. But then, I mean, we, you know, we can go into all the different channels as it go, gets into with, uh, with, with, with Omnichannel. It comes down to email and managing all the pay-per-click campaigns. And um, nowadays we're doing what's called list-based retargeting where you're actually able to serve up digital ads to your targets, directly to your targets on their social feeds, not, you know, lookalike audiences, not triangulating it, but actually targeting and serving it up right on uh, their feed. And then also nowadays, we're even doing something called IP targeting, where we're serving up ads as they surf the web. It could be Weather Channel, CNN, you know, local news sites, we can serve up those ads directly on their um, on their computers. And we, we combine this at the same time we're doing direct mail. And what ends up happening is you get a boost effect. So you end up sending, you know, you'll, you'll do this uh, ad, you'll serve it up to them, and then you hit them and follow up with a direct mail piece. And you have that boost effect. It's pretty amazing. What what does that, what does the parameter for the list look like? So like, who are you guys hitting or are you just hitting anybody? That's a great point. So, the well, let's talk about it the way we do it here currently at Vintory because we've refined this process over the years and it's obviously, um, it's gotten better and better and better. So the first thing we do when we meet with a new partner is we understand, we, we want to understand who their ICP is, their ideal customer profile. And when we find out who that is, we actually go in, get a map, and we actually do a polygon uh, around specifically where they want to go. 
we filtered down by bedrooms, we filtered down by house value, we filtered down by amenities like a pool and things like that. And then what we'll actually do is we'll uh, we'll segment those lists. And we kind of what we try to do is we try to target them into A targets, B targets, and C targets. So your your A targets are ones you want to hit on a monthly basis. B targets are things you want to hit on more of a um, quarterly basis. And then C targets are things you want to hit, uh, targets you want to hit on more like an annual or semi-annual basis. And we could also talk about like the different type of channels and things like that too, because there's like, you know, we, we went through all the different channels, but sometimes you're going to hit them with everything on those A targets. B targets, you might only hit them uh, with more of like the, the less expensive kind of channels. Uh, and then C targets, again, you might, you're only going to probably hit them once or twice a year. But the list is so critically important. I mean, they say... Data is the new gold, right? If you think about it, the list is the most important part. I've heard up to 50% of all marketing just comes down to your list. So you have to start with a good list. Uh, we have, a, we have, that's why we have four data scientists on our team right now that do nothing but kind of help understand, you know, who those targets are and where you're getting them. But I'm just going to take that one step further because the question I get all the time is, where do you get that list? And there's a whole series of different places. The first place to always start is like is po uh, public uh, records. Very often it's affiliated with the MLS services. Um, mm -hmm. This is going to be the first place to go because it's usually most up to date and it's free. Uh, sometimes though it can be challenging. You know, you can only download one record at a time. If that's the case, you want to just call a list broker. There's thousands of different list brokers out there. Just go to Google, search for them. You can find them. Uh, Info USA, Exact Data. I mean, there, again, there's millions of them out there. But there's a couple key points, though, when you do get uh, a list broker. The first thing is you want to make sure that um, you're looking for absentee owners. Absentee owners are where the mailing address and the property address are different. And that's usually a good indicator of a, a real estate investor. So start there. The second thing you want to ask uh, your list broker is, do they have the ability to do appending services? Appending means filling in any missing information. So let's say, you know, you're driving down the street and you say, look, this house is killer. I want to add this house. I want to like target this house. Well, you want to make sure that your list broker has the ability to do what's called a reverse append to actually, you know, connect the two, get the, you know, getting the mailing address is one or the property address is one thing, but how do you do that reverse append to get it back and find, figure out who the owns it? And then, you know, what's their mailing address as well. And then a couple other appending services uh, that is really important is getting emails and phones. And it's not as obvious as it seems, you know, just to email them and call them. There's some other different things you can do. Uh, we can talk about that later, why that's uh, why that's a pretty important. Uh, mm -hmm. The next list, and I can go on and on and on, so stop me if I'm just rambling, but the <laughs> next list that's really important is uh, vacation rental permits. So if your city or county or township requires a vacation rental permit, guess what? There is a list out there for some, for you to get. Now, very often it's very challenging to get. Uh, you know, it's usually a little old lady is about 80 years old sitting behind the counter in the courthouse. And you got to like, you know, brown nose her with like cookies and stuff to get that list. And then she'll give it to you on like a floppy drive or a CD-ROM, which who, who has anything that, you know, download that. But anyways, but a lot of times they're going to push back. If they do just mention Freedom of Information Act and they have to give you that list. And then the last but not the you know least, the most important one is uh, is OTA scrapes. So you're or actually scraping data. So you can scrape any data out there. I, I don't know, I have a clue how to do it, to be honest with you, but we just found people on Upwork and Fiverr uh, that go out there and scrape uh, websites. So you can scrape Airbnb, you can scrape Verbo, you can scrape booking.com, and you can get all those property addresses uh, and then do those reverse appends that we talked about before. You can scrape your local competitors. You can scrape the large venture-backed conglomerates. And here's a hack that I've heard, wink, wink, that works really well. 
It's when a said uh, large venture back conglomerate acquires one of your local competitors, you scrape that competitor's website because there is a high propensity to churn of those properties. So we've seen as much as 30% of that inventory churns. I'll give you an example, Ocean City, Maryland, uh, two very large management companies uh, just got acquired by a, a very large venture backed uh, conglomerate, vacation rental management company. And it is like, it's like Christmas. There is so much inventory churning right now. It is a once in a lifetime opportunity. We, it's great. Anytime uh, a large venture backed conglomerate acquires uh, local competitors, people reach out to us left and right and uh, want to sign up with our services because again, it's like, it's just like a, it's like shooting fish in a barrel because you just know mm -hmm. so much of that inventory, close to a third of that inventory is churning. It's got to go somewhere. So this is your, you know, once in a, chain, a lifetime kind of opportunity to go pick it up. Love it. So good. Um, before Mike takes us to where we where he wants to go, I want to just wrap up the whole conversation about what you did with the property management company and ask you two questions that are important in my mind. One was, was the goal the outcome from the beginning? Meaning, did you grow it from the beginning with the intention of getting to X amount of units and then selling it? And question two is looking back now that you did sell it, what did you think was the most valuable component in getting you the value you got? Was it your system? Was it your team? Was it your infrastructure? Was yeah, it so, you had so many pictures of people. Oh, man, there's so the much board, there. You know, like what? Uh, what there's was so much there. Yeah, yeah. So I'll start off with, I've got a little bit of a problem, like where I am just a growth guy. Every business I've had, my mortgage company, my vacation rental company, this company yeah. is all about growth. I mean, I, I just... And it's, it's it, literally, it's a problem. I should probably go to some kind of rehab for it because I just, it's grow or die in my opinion. And I just, it's all about growth. I am not here to build a small little lifestyle business. You know what I mean? And that, and I'm not taking anything away from people that do that. Cause I have a lot of friends that have incredible lifestyle businesses where they're working 10 hours a week and they're making, you know, close to a million dollars a year. And look, that's a great lifestyle. That's just not my, it's not my DNA. It's not who I am. So when I started Vantage from the beginning, the goal was to grow it and grow it as fast as possible. And I've said this before. I think had I had a really good COO at Vantage, I have no doubt in my mind, we would be where, uh, where Vacasa is right now. Um, and I didn't have that good operator. I'm a growth guy. I am the, I am, I'm, we do this thing called culture. Visionary. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I, I, we do this thing called culture index where it's a psychometric personality assessments for your team. And I am what's called a daredevil. I am all gas pedal and no brake pedal. I am, you know, like, let's go for it, you know, but sometimes you need the, not sometimes you always need the brake pedal. You always need the systems person. You always need the integrator, the, you know, the person that's building the SOPs and the processes. And had I had that advantage, I have no doubt in my mind, we would be the one going public right now, but I didn't have it. And I was working 80 hours a week and I was doing what I was not naturally meant to do. I was the one who was doing some of these systems and processes. And I'm not good at that. I know that. But what I've, the good news is, though, I've learned uh, after, you know, this is my fourth startup, you know, uh, you need that balance and you need that complementary skill set. And uh, my COO right now, he's my business partner, Randy Bonds, uh, incredible person. He is that, that integrator person. If you follow EOS, he's my COO and he builds all those systems and processes. So he's cleaning up my, my messes and my mistakes. Uh, and, um, but you need that balance and man, I could, I could do an entire hour just on talking mm -hmm. about you know, complimentary skill sets with the team. And, and to me, what's, what's really incredible. And I think there is two different kinds of visionaries, right? There is a visionary that thinks he's God 
and then there's the visionary that like understand that like I am only as capable as the support that I have underneath me. And if you are that kind of visionary, which I think in reality is the real, because you know, like this, the the God guy can maybe make it sometimes, but then if the team starts breaking apart or a key player leaves, then the whole company suffers, right? Whereas this guy to me, the humble, let's call him the humble visionary that can appreciate it. But when you start looking at the roles of your team and you start looking at your implementer, and I see this with my wife, she's my implementer, right? You really realize the level of work that they do because really like a good implementer in creating and building your business there is a humongous amount of work that goes into it and at the end of the day as a visionary just like you i'd like to see myself as you're saying this we would not we can sell ice to an eskimo but then if there's nobody else behind us what are you going to do oh yeah right and it's really understanding the huge value in the longevity of the business in having the super strong core rock as a as an implementer that's in alignment and it's good and is appreciated also because they do a lot of work. Yeah, 100% agree. So what I would there's a lot of things I like to talk about, but I want to just <laughs> want to keep us on some sort of a track. So yeah. when you were talking to the mastermind a couple of weeks ago, you, you threw out some interesting stats on some studies that you guys did on some pretty basic things, basically shopping vacation rental management companies and um I was pretty shocked at some of those stats. So if you want to share some of those, I don't know if you've got them ready. I'm putting you on the yeah, spot, yeah. but yeah. I, was, I was shocked because a lot of it's pretty basic stuff. So if you don't have these fundamentals, don't worry about the other fancy stuff yet. Like do this first. It comes down, what do they call it? Blocking and tackling, right? It just comes back to the fundamentals. So very often, you know, our, our, our partners come to us and they say, you know, I want the pretty landing page. I want the pretty postcards and, you know, help me build the pretty brochures and I want to, you know, market like crazy. But a lot of times it just comes down to, again to this fundamental. So we actually secret shopped a hundred vacation rental management companies. We inquired about property management services exclusively. When we called, <laughs> this was unbelievable. They only picked up the phone 34% of the time. So that means two thirds of the time they never even picked up the phone call. Now, most people don't leave messages, you know, they just go to the next company. So right there, boom, you're, you're <laughs> two thirds of the time, you're, 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 you're dead. You're not going to get that deal. But when we even left a message, they only called us back 57% of the time. <laughs> so that means the vast majority by a long shot are not getting in touch with them. And, and when we, here's the irony, when we called these, you know, everyone always gives these large venture back conglomerates a hard time, the Picasso's, the turnkeys, the evolves, whatever. But when we called them and secret shop them, guess what? Every single time they picked up, they had a hundred percent connectivity rate. Mm -hmm. They're not better. They just answered the damn phone. They just that's, show half, up. Yeah, yeah. That, that's half the battle, right? I mean, so, you know, it reminds me of that quote from Woody Allen, 80% of success is just showing up, <laughs> you know, answered the damn phone. You know, there's a, there's a great, uh, if anybody follow Mark Roberge, uh, he's the C, he was the former CMO at HubSpot. Um, he was employee number three, I think there. He's actually now a Harvard professor uh, in sales and, and runs a VC firm um, in Boston. But he's, he, think about it. He was a CMO at HubSpot. He's got more data on this than anybody else. He said, if you, if you connect with the lead immediately or call them back within two minutes, two minutes, you are 10 times more likely to close it than waiting just an hour. And you're 10,000 times more likely to close it versus waiting one day. Like that's unbelievable. So again, you can do all these other fancy things, but it just comes down to the fundamentals. 
So if you can't consistently answer the phone and secret shop your, you know, if you have a staff that does it, secret shop them, secret shop them, you know, uh, various times in the day, do it different times throughout the week. And if they're not consistently picking it up, you know, hire an outsourced firm that can do it. There's tons of, I mean, there's a great company called Extend Team uh, that does uh, reservations and does uh, uh, guest services and anything you need them to do, really. Uh, based out of the Philippines, are very, very inexpensive. But they only deal with the hospitality industry. Hire that person. I mean, if you get one extra deal per year, they will pay for themselves easily, like 10x. What was the name of that company that you just said? Yeah, Extend? Extend Team. So E-X-E-N Team. Uh, Ari, he's at every conference out there. Great guy. Um, we actually have yeah. 10. Uh, I think we're up to 10 Extend Team members on our team. They're fantastic. Very inexpensive. I would put them... And don't think of them any differently just because they're in the Philippines. I treat them like they are every other employee. They are just as good, just as smart uh, as our regular uh, team members here in the U.S. Uh, fantastic for, you know, a, a fraction of the price. I'll give a quick tangible example of like the importance of picking up the phone just because I'm going through this right now. Totally unrelated industry. I'm looking for a fun car for the summer. And I know like the exact car, like the specs, everything that I want. And I've been shopping for this for like a month. And I know the price points of everything. And then... I've been searching. I keep, I've been keeping this eye on one of them and I've just been watching the price go down. I'm like, something's got to be wrong with this car, but whatever. So I try and call the dealership. Nobody calls me back. I call a second time. Nobody calls me back. I called them like five times and I finally got them on the phone. And then I had somebody go and do like an inspection on the car. Nothing is wrong with this car. But the reason it's been sitting for so long is because they're making it so hard to buy the car. So like, I was just like blown away. I'm like, they literally... They lost close to $10,000 on what this thing should be at just because they made it so hard to buy the car. Basically. I was just like, this is an unbelievable. So it's the same thing sure do- as you're on that as the same thing that is happening with houses. They're not selling in our market. It's the same thing is agents. that just decided they have to play the hard game and they don't know how to do it. And so they, people just are just not making offers. And what's funny is like, Brooke, like what you said, it's so true for so many industry, right? So I think people listen to it and it's like, yeah, that makes sense. But it's funny to me that in, in property management, that is still, that's what I used to tell Mike. I'm like, I feel like if we answer the phone, we're better than most people out there. And it's crazy to me that after all these years and the research you've done, that is still the easiest way to do this is just answer the phone. Yeah. Basics. Blocking and tackling, right? Crazy. So after we get people to answer the phone, Brooke, what are some of the other things like from a simple like landing page as an example, right? Like a lot of people, they ask me like, who should I have build my website? Like they think they need this big fancy website with, you know, a huge team on it and all these things. In your experience, like what is really essential from a lead generation standpoint to growing your inventory? What's essential for like your, your website or your landing page? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And that's probably, I mean, you, you set me up perfectly. I mean, I always say the, the lowest hanging fruit out there is update uh, update your landing page. Most vacation home managers have a website. If you don't build one, right, or at least just get a uh, uh, just get a landing page. But you have all this organic traffic already coming to your website. Build a really solid landing page. And the first thing we've talked about is, very often when we, we go and try to find, um, you know, to inquire about property management services. So whenever we get a lead, you know, our sales team will always go and look at their website. And the, the first thing they'll do is try to like, how do I inquire about getting, you know, learn more about your property management services. And the hardest thing is very often, 
like to get it more information about their services, it's so challenging. They're adding friction in the buying process. And I think we should talk, I think it's important a little bit here to talk about the value of inventory, but we'll skip that for now. So, I mean, it's buried under like a menu structure. Yes, you know how to get there because you've been there, you know, a thousand times, but just bring in your neighbor, you know, or bring in a friend at some point and say, hey, do me a favor. If you went to our website, how would you find out about our, 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 our property management services, about managing their home and see how difficult and challenging it is. So one of our best practices that we recommend is build a call to action on their home page, upper right hand corner, contrasting color, get a button up there that says like, you know, learn more about our management services or join, join uh, owner services here, like something that kind of calls out and makes it very, very clear. Like this is how you get more information about managing their home. Um, so that's the first thing. And then once you've got to get them to uh, get them to that landing page, I mean, there's a whole series of things. If you actually, if, if you want to, I actually have a uh, infographic that we built and I can send it to you all. Uh, we can put it in the show notes um, or you can just email me at Brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E at Vintory.com and I'll send it to you. It's an infographic. It's the essential elements that make a great landing page. And it follows, um, you know, these, these seven key things that need to be on every single landing page. So the first thing is, you know, what is that? What is, you know, what is your USP? What is your unique selling proposition? What is it that sets you apart versus everybody else? The first thing, you, the second thing you want to do is you want to make sure you have a some sort of form above the fold. Don't bear, don't have it an email link. Don't have it buried at the bottom of the page. At the top of the page, have a form. Uh, that has a, a quick, just a, a few pieces of information for them to enter in uh, to get more information. Um, it can be just, you know, and, and studies have shown the more questions you ask, the lower the response rate is. So you only want to get the, the bare necessities of what you need to actually get uh, to, you know, reach them back and, and talk to them. Uh, you want that clear call to action, you know, some sort of button that actually uh, has them uh, inquire rather than saying like more information, do something like, you know, learn how much your property will earn or, or get some kind of information that will kind of give them a more, uh, entices them a little bit more to kind of click on it. There's a whole different series of things. You want features and benefits. Features and benefits are, you know, what sets your company apart? What are some of the things, you know, it could be, it could be trust-based accounting. Uh, if you, you know, very often, very many vacation home management uh, companies honor do trust-based accounting, but they don't highlight it. They don't talk about why it's important. Uh, if you have an in-house revenue management company, or you're using in-house or if you're using revenue management software tools, highlight that. You know, what are the things that set you apart? Social proof is another one. And again, this is all listed on that infographic. If you email me or we'll put it in the show notes, uh, social proof. So social proof is, you know, references and quotes from people that are already in your management uh, uh, services. These things are in super important in, in helping reduce friction in the buying process and just gets people to kind of get a little bit of that trust. Speaking of trust, uh, there's a big one here, and most people do this, it, it, you just kind of instinctually, but it's called trust icons. Trust icons can be something like, if you're an Airbnb super host, put it on there, highlight it, let them know why that's important. If you're a, a, a Verbo a premier partner, put that on there as well. If you're listed with the uh, Better Business Bureau, I don't know a lot of people are doing that much anymore, but if you are, highlight it, especially if you have obviously like an A plus rating. Uh, if you're listed with the local chamber of commerce, you're on the VRMA, something like that, you want to build in these trust icons. Again, these are another, it's almost like a form of social proof. Then you have compelling offers. Uh, so, you know, it could be, but my acid test for compelling offers is, especially if you're sending some sort of postcard out, 
think about it, you know, 99% of people are just going to chuck that postcard in the mail or in the trash or the recycling bin. So envision your target standing over the trash can, standing over the recycling bin, and they're going through their stack of mail because that's how I go through my mail. And they see your postcard, they see your letter, and what makes them put it aside just maybe to give it one little... I think we lost Brooke for a second here. He froze. We'll give it a second for him to come back, but... (laughs) It's a great point. And it's just getting back to fundamentals, right? Like if, yeah. if you were in your client's shoes and you're getting all these mailers, I know I get a ton of them. I literally do what he said. Chris and I are sitting around the, the island in the kitchen. It's like, keep trash, keep trash, keep trash. So what can you put on there? That's like, maybe it's a question like, how much money are you leaving on the table right now with your property? Or like, mm-hmm. are you happy with your current property manager? Like something that's going to let them be like, huh? set it aside with the stuff I'm going to keep. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't call you right away, it's still going to be there. So yeah, yeah, that's going to be. And, and I guess that's also where it plays into what he was saying is just like how consistent you're going to be. Because obviously like some of those people and what he was saying, right, the most property managers only hit you once a year. So if you're in that moment, or especially if it's a vacation home and it's not where you get your, or you just get a bunch of mail and you just like start sorting through it. I know when I come home from like holidays, I have so much mail. If you send me something in that moment, I'm literally just looking for things that I know are important and I'm just throwing out everything else. 100%. So if you only are a one, one shot kind of guy, you know what I mean? You only send one mailer once a year. What is the chance you're going to hit them in the right moment? Brooke, we were just saying that on top of what, what you were talking about, right? It's just going back to like good oh, fundamentals, but also talking about what you were saying is the fact that like by hitting them multiple times, because the problem with only hitting somebody every once in a while is that you don't know what mindset they're in. You don't know where they are. So maybe they're traveling or doing something. So if that happens, then you miss them and you're only mailing once a year. Yeah. So there's very little chance. Well, it's, that's one of the core fundamentals of uh, kind of the the omni-channel marketing and and direct mail in general. We talk about all the time is consistency. I would much rather send a thousand postcards six times to the same target through the course of a year and 6,000 postcards at one time because mm-hmm. people are at different stages in the buyer journey. Some people may be fed up with their management company, you know, and they're ready to make a decision or they've got this new property and they're ready to make a decision. But then you have other people that are on the other end of the spectrum and then you have everybody that's in between. So I like to visualize it as every single marketing, you know, touch that we're doing, we're just moving them one stage closer, closer. So if they're here and they're ready to close, Great. If they're here and we're just moving them forward, that's okay too. And you get the point. So we're just trying to move them through the, 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 the seller's journey. And, you know, some people might've just bought their house. They want to do some renovations and they're not ready to make a decision right now. Some people may, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. So I, I bought a, uh, my wife and I bought a vacation property in Bethany beach, Delaware. It was our second home. We had no intentions of renting it out Bought in 2005. And then when the recession happened, hit in 2007, 2008, we were forced to, we had to rent it out, you know, so different people have, you know, or we hear all the time, you know, Hey, we bought this vacation property, had full intentions of using it. Our kids' soccer schedule is insane. We never get down there. I've got this asset that's just sitting there vacant. I think I'm ready to actually start renting it out because we thought we were going to use it every single weekend and we're not now. Um, so yeah, that, the consistency principle is so, uh, so critical. So good. One thing I want to make sure we, we talk about real quick is your book. 
And thank you for shooting me a copy of this, by the way. It's dynamite. I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet, but it, um, I just love how practical it is. Like, it's not just like fluff. It's like, I can go and execute on this stuff like today. So if you guys haven't seen it or heard of it, it's called zero to 500 properties in five years. So this is fairly recent, right? You just finished this. Yeah, this just uh, literally just launched, uh, I think like March 30th, March 31st, so the end of uh, March. And already, I mean, it's, I, I'd be, I'll be very honest with you. I had no expectations and it's already gotten bestseller in all three categories. We put it in on Amazon. Um, we, I think we had over 3000 downloads in the first week uh, of the book. It was insane. Uh, super grateful, humbled. I mean, I just, I had no idea that it would do what it did. And uh, again, I guess there's a lot of people in the vacation industry that want to grow and uh, you know, it's, but you know, the reason, you know, honestly, the reason we wrote, wrote the book was, we had all this content. I mean, we pump out, if you go to Vintory.com uh, and you go to our resources page, we pump out so much free content. Uh, and that is really, you know, our mission is to help every single vacation management company, regardless if they're signed up with Vintory or not, we want to help them grow and give all those resources that are out there. Um, so we had all these videos, we had all these webinars, we had all these presentations. I record every presentation I do at a conference and we put them on the website and finally, somebody, you know, asked me, I think one of my demand gen guys said, hey, Brooke, we should do an ebook. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not doing an ebook. If I'm doing a book, I'm doing a real book. You know, let's I mean, we have so much information. And what I did is I started going through like, you know, logically, like, all right, if we were to break down this into chapters, what would it look like? And I started going through all those webinars, all those blogs, all those uh, all those little videos we've done. And I started organizing. I was like, man, we've had a lot of information here. So we compiled it together and then it like sat there for a while. And then I worked on, then I just made a commitment to kind of do this over, a, it was pretty much a year process. And uh, we pushed it out, like I said, this uh, end of March. And uh, again, the response has been fantastic. All hundred percent of proceeds go to charity. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, I think it's five bucks on the Kindle version or $15 uh, if you buy a, a paperback. Um, and that it is color. That's why it's a little bit relatively expensive. But it's a, it's yeah, I, I appreciate it. And, and just being yeah. very candid with you, there's no until literally the last, I think, paragraph, there's no plugs for Ventory. It's literally I'm giving you the keys to the safe. I'm giving you how we do it at Ventory. It's a guide. It's a it's a playbook on how you can grow your inventory. So, I mean, I understand how challenging it is to grow your inventory. Uh, and I and I'll give you the keys to the safe. I'll give you the. The, the keys of the car, whatever metaphor you want and figure it, you can figure it out in your and you can do it and you can execute it. But I, I also know that it's a lot of work and, uh, you know, inevitably a couple of people are going to end up contacting Ventory and signing up with our services. Or for nothing else, you know, if you, if you are like, you know, like I am going through your site and looking at it and, and for us as a, as a company, we're very much similar in the situation that you were talking about, right? The organic growth they were experiencing is great. And then it's just a conversation of like, are we fine with organic growth or do we want to put a little boost to it? So I already ordered the book. I would have ordered two if I knew the money was going to charity. But <laughs> uh, so now I'm going to have to order a second one. Um, but again, man, I am super grateful. And like, I, I love, first of all, people like you, you know, like even the way that you're talking about the book, right? I think one of my mentors used to say like the way we do anything is the way you do everything. Right. And it's just, it's so clear, even like with the book, right. It's just like your growth mindset. You don't do anything half-ass. I'm just putting words in your mouth. <laughs> I feel like you don't do anything half-ass. So you're like, let's do an ebook, and you're like, why? Because that becomes just like who you are as a person. You're you're not just a half-ass person in any area of your life. And I always appreciate and respect people 
like that because I know how difficult it is to sustain that level of integrity across the board in everything that you do. So I do, I do recognize it. Yeah. And before, before we get into the last question, Brooke, why don't we talk a little bit about like Vintory and what you guys do and like the different services you guys offer just to give everybody context. And I've got the, I've got the URL down the bottom scrolling. If you guys are watching this on YouTube or in the Facebook group, but it's just Vintory, V-I-N-T-O-R-Y.com. They've got a ton of free content and you can check out a demo for all the different stuff, but I'd love to hear you kind of walk through that real quick. Yeah. So, uh, so Vintory, we're, it's a, it's a sales and marketing platform that helps professional vacation managers grow their inventory. So we're not doing anything with guest marketing. We're not doing anything with OTAs. We're not doing anything with operations. Our niche is inventory acquisition. That's it. You know, we stay in your lane. You know, there's a, a quote inch wide, mile deep. Uh, and that's kind of where we want to be. We want to be the best on the planet at inventory acquisition. So it's a, it's a component of, it's like really three different parts. The first is data. We talked about how critically important data is. So we have four data scientists on our team that help compile that. Our goal is to build the largest database of vacation rental uh, homeowners on the planet. So that's like step one. Step two is we're a full marketing agency, uh, both traditional. So we've got you know, multiple graphic designers on our team. We've got copywriters on our team. Uh, you know, we, we have you know all these uh, people out there that are helping you do this, digital marketing reps um, that are helping with that uh, marketing side of it whether it be direct mail, whether it be email, whether it be digital marketing, managing Google or social and everything else, uh, you know, that's kind of the second piece. Uh, and the last is really the software. So we've built from the ground up a CRM and marketing automation from the ground up specifically for helping our partners uh, grow their inventory. Uh, so it's, it is a CRM and yes, anybody can go out there and get Salesforce or HubSpot or Zoho, but this is built from the beginning to be, uh, just get owners, get more owners into your rental program. Uh, so all the templates, all those things are built into it, all those sequences. It does really cool things. You know, as soon as somebody fills out, fills out a, a form on your website, it actually will do a hot call transfer, call you or call your business development rep and do a hot call transfer. So that person's still on your website and it's already connected you to. And because again, why? We talked about earlier, speed and responsiveness matters. We know that's one of the number one things. It'll automatically send them a text message, you know, and give them a calendar link to schedule an appointment if you can't get a hold of them. It does voicemail drops and really a lot of cool different things. We have a direct integration with DocuSign uh, where it, all you have to do is just drag and drop from uh, one stage to the next. So let's say you're in negotiations, you drag it to send contract stage, boom, and automatically we load your contract into their software. It automatically does it, uh, it puts in all the information uh, and then it sends it via DocuSign. Uh, just instantly. You don't even need to think about it. Um, and then, you know, one of the critical things we've seen a lot of times too is uh, a lot of our partners, up to 50% of their deals are coming from what's called long-term nurturing sequence. We talked about it before, very often people aren't ready to sign up right there. So you just drag them into that long-term sequence, long-term nurturing sequence, and it just does all the work for you uh, and drops it. So yeah, again, a, a combination of those three things. Uh, and again, we, but you also get a dedicated partner, especially on our top tiers, you get a dedicated partner success manager. So these are people that do nothing but really understand owner acquisition. It's kind of like your internal biz dev ops team that really helps you uh, with your goals. And they're going to understand and, and drill down, understand what your goals are and help you hit that. Uh, again, all this for less than the price of a, a part-time assistant. Love it. Love, Love it. it. That was excellent. Well, 
Brooke, thank you again for coming on here. The last question that we ask all of our guests is what is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? Wow. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit before it's it, to me, it's the, it's the team and complementary skill sets. It's having a, a balanced team uh, where everybody's doing what they're naturally meant to do. And I would say uh, we use some, we leverage, uh, there's a couple of tools out there, predictive index and culture index. These are those psychometric personality assessments. We leverage culture index. So every single person on our team from day one has gone through one of these. So we're all doing what we're naturally meant to do. And when you have that, when you're, when you're doing what you're naturally meant to do, uh, magic happens. Love it. Love it. I'll touch on one quick thing before we wrap up. And I'm probably going to be talking about this at the conference is if you want true financial freedom, not just the money from the business, which is obviously great, but if you want true time freedom, then you have got to build the right team because as you continue to scale all the automation, all the tools and stuff, that's great. But eventually a lot more is going to keep ending up on your plate because it's just this compounding effect as your business grows. So if you don't have the right people in the right seats, you will always be technician in your business instead of having that true freedom that most people that are getting into this business are really going after. So really focus on building those teams, those SOPs, growing your inventory. It's all a package. It's all this, all of it is just as critical as the other piece of it. So just wanted to get that plugged in there. Cause I love that you touched on that at the end. I know this was like heavy on like the marketing and the growth stuff, but if you don't have that backend team, like you and E were talking about earlier, none of this other stuff is going to matter for very long. So Brooke, thanks you again so much for being on here, man. Looking forward to seeing you in Nashville Yeah, and I uh, will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks guys. All right. Take care everybody. Thank you. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.